Uh, I saw that video the other day, thought I would show it. We got all the little kids out of the room uh, before that, so we didn't need to go bonkers. But uh, man, just what a, what a great, great thought in the fact that sometimes we get caught up in stuff. We get caught up in the world, we get caught up in commercialism, we get caught up in a lot of things. We really get caught up in ourselves. And uh, the fact that we could take a time out and focus on Christ is huge. And so we're going to learn some lessons about where he came from. And uh, who's he? That's Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to read a little bit of a passage of story. I was on a walk the other day listening to a message. Um, it was crazy because I saw, like, it was at like 6.30 in the morning. And uh, I saw the post office guys, the, the mail lady, like, driving around delivering packages at 6.30 in the morning. What in the world? That was crazy for me. But anyhow, that's the side note. Sorry, squirrel. Um, this, I, I heard some points from a preacher, and I said, man, that's awesome. And so I took some of his points, some of his thoughts, and kind of wanted to share those tonight with us. Um, but basically, when you look at the story of Jesus when he, uh, when he was born, to look at what places that he came from, and I thought it really correlated well with my own life, and I thought maybe you could connect with it as well. And so where did he come from? And uh, how does that translate into our life? Well, if we look into Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Well, he came from Bethlehem. That's where he was born. Now, you can read the story about how he got there, all that kind of stuff, but ultimately, Bethlehem's the place. Right here, we get the introduction to this story about the wise men coming to visit him. Well, the wise men are on this journey, and they're going, and what happens? They go where? They go to Jerusalem. They didn't go to Bethlehem. They went to where the temples were, all the nice buildings were, all the great stuff. They went to the king of the area. That's where they showed up. And what did King Herod say? Uh, not here. Hey, you go to Bethlehem and check it out. He said, hey, your destination does not end here. It's five more miles. Go five more miles. You're not there yet. So many of us in our life, we have thought, hey, I'm going to go this far. And God's like, you know what? You're not done. You've got five more miles to go. Hey, I know you went through an inventory, but guess what? You're not done. You need to dig deeper. You need to keep digging deep and you need to keep cleaning out the crud from your life because all the hurt and pain that you have caused. And so, five more miles. There's so many journeys that we've taken that you gotta go five more miles. I remember there's a famous story in our family that, uh, well, famous within our family, basically within the boys. So I'm gonna share this story today. But one of my kids has a very small bladder and we were coming back from Great America, and we were almost home. Like the whole time I'm going, hey, you guys gotta let me know if you need to use the restroom, and I will pull off on an exit, and we'll go to the bathroom, it's all good, we're, we're good, just tell me. He waits, and we're going to like Central Modesto to get the exit to get to my house. He waits until we get to Kansas Avenue, and he's like, Dad, I gotta go to the bathroom. I go, 
Too late, bro. You passed every exit we possibly could pull off on and use a restroom right now. You've got five more miles. You got a few more miles. You need to hold it. I don't care what you got to do, but you got to wait till we get home because that's the closest bathroom you got right now. And it was like that. And he was like, oh, my other kids were cracking up going, dad, you can't say that. And I go, I just did. I don't know what to tell you, but that's what it is. And sometimes we have these unreal expectations of where we're going in our life. Sometimes next week, some of us will be around family that we haven't seen since we've been clean. And you may have an unreal expectation when you show up around them how they may or may not treat you. Wow. Think about that. I encourage you to hold loosely to those expectations because expectation breeds resentment. Unreal expectations breed resentment. So you need to hold loosely and be and um, you need to be flexible with your expectations. Okay, God, I know you're doing something in my life. It's not according to how I laid it out. But I'm willing to continue this journey with you. I traveled all these miles, but I'm still willing to go those extra five miles. I'm still willing to travel from Jerusalem to Bethlehem so I can truly meet Jesus and what he wants to do in my life. And so I encourage you, do that. The next place that we find him is in Matthew chapter two, verse 14. And it says this, it says, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Hey, go to Egypt. And you're like, what's wrong with Egypt? Pretty nice place, right? Well, I don't know if you know anything about the Old Testament. Some people come into Celebrate Recovery and they don't know anything about the Bible, and that's totally cool. But the Old Testament, what was Egypt? That was where they lived 400 years in captivity. They were slaves for 400 years in this location. They were beaten, they were killed, they were held uh, in bondage to build everything and to do everything for the Egyptians. And they had to go back to that place. That's where Jesus went. He went back to that place where when they left Egypt, they were despised. If you go back to the Old Testament, you read the story, they hated them. They were a blight, they didn't like them. They went through 10 plagues and the oldest of every home died because of the, the Israelites. They hated them. And on top of that, what happened? The Israelites went through and plundered everybody as they were leaving. They hated them so much, they were just like, here, take whatever you want, just get out of here. We don't want you anymore. That's how much they were despised. And that's where Jesus goes to live. He goes back there to that place. That place is a symbol of slavery and a really um, horrible place in the um, Israelite history. But yet Jesus also delivered his people. Jesus delivered his people from that slavery, from that bondage. And he wants to deliver you from the bondage you have in your addiction and in your sin. Jesus wants to have you be set free. 
He wants you to get free of those narcotics that you're on. He wants you to be free from that alcohol that keeps holding you back. He wants you to be free from that porn and that guilt and that shame you have from it. He wants you to be free from your affairs. He wants you to be free from having to depend upon other people for your happiness and having to control everyone around you. Jesus wants you to be free. And he says that he will make us free. But they broke free. Hosea chapter 11, verse one, it's actually referenced a little bit later. He says this, he, he had to go to Egypt, the sovereignty of God, he had to go to Egypt. Um, and it says this in Hosea 1, it says, out of Egypt, I called my son. Out of bondage, out of slavery, out of this place, I called my son. And in your life, I don't know what's going on, but there is something that God wants you to be free of, and he's calling you out of that right now. And so I challenge you to listen to that. The next place that we have for, free, uh, for um, a place that he was was this, and that is Nazareth. He went to Nazareth. He moved from Egypt to Nazareth because, don't know why, but he did. So Nazareth is in Matthew chapter two, verse 23, and it says this, and he went and lived in a city called Nazareth so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that we would be called a Nazarene, that he would be called a Nazarene. You go a few chapters later and you go to, or you go to a different book and, and uh, Jesus meets Nathaniel, and what does Nathaniel, one of the prophets, say? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good? I mean, hello. So I didn't hear this. I don't know this. I haven't done the research. But basically, back in those times, you couldn't even find Nazareth on a map. That's how small it was. This is smaller than Keys. <laughs> yeah. I have a buddy that grew up in Keys. He'd be offended right now. But it was small. It was like, you blink, you're done. What? What just happened? All right? There's not even a stoplight, a stop sign. It's just one. And you go up in the mountains up here, and there's like population 10. Like, it was small. Like, nobody was there. And that's where Jesus went. It's a nothing town. It's a nothing town. Can anything good come out of this? Jesus came from nothing to be our everything. Sometimes in our life, we feel worthless. We've got all that guilt, all that shame, all those things from our behaviors that are holding us down. And we feel that basically we're worthless and we're unlovable. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you. He knows who you are because while we were still sinners, Christ died on the cross for you. God knew the sin you would do. He knows the sin you're going to do. And guess what? He still loves you and he still came to this earth to die on the cross for you. That's what Jesus did. Because you are that worthy. And it's not about your worthlessness. It's about how worthy you are. And God wants to show you that. God wants to show you how special you are. There's a phrase in recovery that says, hey, let us love you until you can love yourself. You keep coming back here. You keep coming to recovery. And let your open share group, let this family here love you until you can love yourself. Because sometimes it takes a long time for us to get there. Because for me, the guilt and shame just weighed me down so much. I thought I was a total loser. 
And I needed my brothers to come around me and to say, Scott, I love you. I needed Scott Miller to come around me and say, Scott, I love you and I believe in you. I needed John to come around me and say, Scott, I don't care the things that you've done. I know everything you've ever done and I still love you. I'm not going to reject you. And we need that from our family here at Celebrate Recovery. But some of you have never put your faith and trust in Jesus. Some of you have never believed that truth, and that is that there's somebody out there that truly loves you for who you are. That you don't have to perform in a certain way. The only thing that you have to do, according to Romans, is this, is that you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and you will be saved. Because it's with the heart one believes. All those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved is what Romans says. So today I challenge you. Do you want to step out of the bondage? Do you want to step out of the nothingness of life? Do you want to go that extra mile? And do you want to meet Jesus Christ today? The one that came to die for your sins. I challenge you, if you want to do that, raise your hand right now. I'm not having people, yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm gonna pray for us, we're gonna watch a video, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna close with the serenity prayer. So let me pray for us. If you did raise your hand, I saw some of you who, who you were, but I may have missed a hand. I encourage you, fill out one of those connect cards, give it to me. I'd love to talk to you, love to talk to you. The connect cards are in the chair in front of you. Or just come up and talk to me at dessert, that'll work too. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the love that you give us. Thank you for the fact that you came down to this earth. Thank you for showing us that where you were, how that impacts our life and how you can truly transform us. Lord, thank you for the fact that you came from Bethlehem, that you came from Egypt and you came from Nazareth. Help us to deal with our expectations. Thank you for giving us freedom and thank you for giving us worth. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys watch one more video. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Nothing was made without him. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. The whole world is made through him, except the world doesn't recognize him. But there are others who do believe in him. They run to him from the fields and journey from far away carrying only hope and curiosity. They didn't know where the road would lead or what others would think of them. But they believe in his name. And to these, he gives the right to become children of God. The word became human and he made his home among us so we could see his glory the glory of the one and only Son, 
who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God made known to us, not on a throne of power, but in a cradle of peace. Emmanuel, God with us. that you guys have an amazing Christmas. Um, don't forget, if you filled out one of those Connect cards, you can turn it in at the information booth or give it to me personally. And if you filled out one of the places to serve, you can turn that at the information booth. But let's stand, close our time out with the serenity prayer, and uh, we'll head off to Open Share Group. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever the next. Amen. 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 We'll see you guys after open share group. First time guest right across the hallway. Second time guest right up front.